Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, Clickbait. I am here this week with Amara. Say hello, Amara. Hello. And let's get this podcast started. You're listening to Clickbait, a podcast that takes you behind the scenes of fellow YouTubers and social media influencers. My name's Liam James and I'm a cinematographer doing my passion. And I'm sitting down with creators to talk about the ins and outs of film and social media. Right, guys, welcome. It's been another week. Uh, in the past since we interviewed uh, Dowie, I had a guest on this show. Uh, this week we've got Amara in Seattle. Um, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Liam? Very good. It's um, it's funny because we met each other last year at VidCon. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the most random thing ever, we found the Cool Kids uh, Lounge, Career Lounge. <laughs> and, you know, it's, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, anyway. So Amara uh, lives in Seattle in the US. Uh, so if you guys hear like a little voice difference or something, you know, just keep in mind. <laughs> um, anyway, so um, Amara is um, a YouTuber. She does a lot of social media um, and you love it. And you love event organizing, stuff like that. I love, I love organizing. Everything in the social media spaces. Yeah, I yeah. love it all. Um, so do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, a bit about your channel? what you do most definitely so um my first real youtube channel i had a little one i played with long ago but my first real youtube channel is amara in seattle we do adventure lifestyle content so i use youtube to push me to do the things that i've always wanted to do i use it as a place to inspire me to try things and a lot of that's turned into travel i used to have a travel channel called amara not in seattle i'm in the middle of porting all of the all of the videos from there into my kind of standard main channel because i realized that separating them didn't really make that much sense um because all of the amara in seattle adventures well there's like a seattle flair kind of that pacific northwest america grunge rock coffee uh, lifestyle thing going on there it also was happening when i went other places so the channel is amara in seattle but i'm also amara not in seattle and i have a vlog channel called amara in seattle vlogs Hmm. when i'm not doing that i do social media consulting and uh, public speaking and pretty much whatever else that sounds that sounds like (laughs) the dream job right there it's a lot of work, but it's really, really great. And I think that's that's my sweet spot. I don't mind working hard as long as I'm working hard for something that's that you really, enjoy. really wonderful. And I get to, yeah, and I get to meet super awesome, super cool people like Liam, who I met last yes. year. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was very crazy because um, I saw you with your uh, camera uh, walking, going up yeah. the escalator. And uh, I, I, thought, <laughs> I said to Rafe, because Rafe was with me at the time. Uh, and it was like, why isn't, mm-hmm. isn't the escalators working? It's because it's like, it's censored. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, and, and I have a memory of you from the first VidCon. Really? I had never used like a, a, the coffee machine yes. before. And I needed someone to show me. And you showed me how to use it. Which when you're a girl from the... In, in the U.S., Seattle is, I'm going to go ahead and make a statement that might not sit well with everyone in the U.S., but Seattle is kind of, it's where Starbucks comes from, so there's a really strong coffee culture to where I'm yep. from, and I had no idea how to use that machine, so I was like, but free coffee, and in another place, someone help me, and Liam did. Well, you're very welcome, because now you're caffeinated fully at, at <laughs> right. Melbourne. Right, that's very important to me. <laughs> so we, um, we all met up as a group, um, the group that went last year. We all met up as a group this year, um, the day before. Um, and, man, I keep saying, um, anyway, 
um, <laughs> Amara, um, she went to this coffee shop and with the with EQ and stuff, and we, me and Dean met with um, them, and we couldn't find this place. So for the first time, Amara gave directions in Australia, um, and yeah, okay. yeah, because. <laughs> I went to the old location, apparently. Anyway. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, so, Amara, you do... You like being creative. You... Um, what's the word? You... What's the word? So, we'll go, well, we'll go on to this. Where have you travelled? So, you said that you had a travelling channel. Oh. Where did that take you? Yeah. So, the first year... I've only been making YouTube videos for... I think we're eking into year two now but I um I knew I wanted to spend the first year of making YouTube videos meeting creators all over oh. the world that is a very long story in my world there's a series of videos that go into that but it's actually how I ended up in Australia at, that was my third VidCon that year so I, um, <laughs> I did I went to the first VidCon Europe um, and then I went to VidCon Australia that year and then because I live in the U.S. I also went to VidCon U.S. So that first year and um, the first year of Australia having a VidCon and of Europe having a VidCon, I wanted to meet creators and find out what they were doing in this new, still somewhat new space in other countries. There's a lot of talk about how in the U.S. that YouTube is a thing that's maybe maybe it's done, maybe it's not new anymore. But I know I know there are creators all over the world who are starting to have the community that I see sometimes happening in the U.S., mm in in YouTube spaces and I wanted to go and I wanted to meet people who were doing things in other countries in different ways with YouTube I love people and um, so I traveled a lot last year last year specifically domestically I went to Las Vegas I went to Amsterdam for VidCon EU I went to um, you a, VidCon an London? event called summer uh, we don't know yet Ooh. maybe I'm trying to we'll see it's like a spoilers thing. I haven't, I haven't bought the ticket yet, but when I do, everyone will know. If I do, I probably will. Um, and then, um, let's see here. Uh, I went to Summer in the City in London last year, which is part of the reason I'd really like to get the opportunity to go to VidCon London. I have friends in the UK. I love it there. And um, London's YouTube community is very close-knit. Yeah. Um, and I also went to VidCon in Australia last year. And I went to Japan um, because an interesting series of opportunities let me do that. And I love Japan. I, uh, I've, I've never been to Japan. Lot, I was a kid. But it's like yeah. the one place I really want to go. We should go. It's yeah. Fun. Like, we should take the crew. Did you know that Dean's going everybody. next year for the Olympics? Ooh, oh, is Tokyo. he? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have, that's, that's neat. I have. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if uh, the Olympics would be the big draw for me to go. Although I bet that would be super cool. You know, what? I, I'm I'm, um, I'm excited for the LA one. That's yeah. yeah. Are you planning to come to VidCon US this year? This next year. This next time. Um, who knows? Next time. I'm gonna try. Yeah. Um, I've been speaking to my parents about, it and they're like, "Yeah, if you can, if you can get there, I'll come." So looking like yeah, super super neat. Well, to. you know. I know you're friends with EQ and the Weird Couch, and he lives basically yeah, in L.A. So right next to it. I can't imagine you could stop him from being there. And for me, it's a pretty small a pretty small jaunt by right. airplane, so I intend to be there. Awesome. 
Again, I haven't bought the ticket yet. But we'll yeah, see. well, yeah, well, you can't yet because they haven't gone sale. Um, oh, is that true? I I don't even check anymore. No, they've. Um, <laughs> have you heard what they had seen about the tenth one? Uh, no, I I have seen. I saw there's a video. I haven't had time to watch it in my um in my career. So in addition to all the stuff I do with with this part of my life, my personality brand, Amara in Seattle. I am in the middle of working on my consulting company, which is under my, like, air quotes, human name, Amara Dumlau, where I talk about modern professionalism in digital times. Oh. And I'm hoping to launch a thing that's going to be 50% YouTube, 50% LinkedIn oh. that has to do with that stuff. So that'll be crazy for you, Liam, because it'll be like Amara in a more, somewhat more traditional professional light, just doing businessy stuff, talking about things that impact this world that way too you know what i would love to see you do a talk a tedx <laughs> like a ted show or something like that same as eq oh yeah like a ted I've, I've i've yeah. been trying to get eq to get a ted talk i've been egging him to get one it's like maybe yeah yeah i've talked to some people that might be a thing oh. someday that's that's a little that's a little ooh oh, exclusive oh, yeah that might be a thing that happens exclusive sometime. guys it's not clickbait it's not clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> that, that joke is no. like that's the one joke everyone says. Like they they announce something and I'm like, not clickbait. Um, right, it's not it's not clickbait. Like non spawns, same clickbait kind of thing. I get you. <laughs> but he's open to sponsorship. Yes, very open so to it. You know, everyone um, knows he's he's VidCon, interested. Feature career, yeah. please. Um, <laughs> that that's. I think VidCon would VidCon AU uh, or is it AUS AU. now? It's AUS Just now. AU. Yeah. Oh, it's AU? Just AU? Okay. So VidCon Australia, I think it would do really well to consider um, talking to you because I have watched over the last year, you become just very immersed in YouTube space. Mm. I mean, you were kind of like playing around with it when I first met you and you were like on it. I mean, I expect that when whenever EQ maybe gets a studio running or something, you guys will like work yeah. on pro big projects together. So me and Dina, yeah, 100%. Me and Dina doing a short film soon. Um, we're going to get oh, that super script cool. written up, um, hopefully for, to film next year, um, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you were in this video, but, um, in the via video, just, just saying guys, there's an in the via video that is starting production <laughs> in like a week and I need to do the music and all that sort of stuff. It's not going good at the moment, but <laughs> it will get there. <laughs> yeah, um, it'll get there. Anyway, um. That's, that's cool that you've traveled all around, um, especially for yeah. what you're doing. You love it, obviously. and I love people, and that's I always been true. Like before before YouTube World, I am – A people person. I, what did I say? I did a talk at Amazon recently, and I told them Amazon. that I am gregariously social. Yeah. <laughs> so Amazon is based in Seattle yes. currently, and I had an opportunity to do – they have a TED Talk series that's internal that's called Spark Talks. Oh. And I had an opportunity because I was working on a special project with Amazon to speak there. So I spoke to a bunch of what they call Amazonians. <laughs> and um, sorry. I kind of told them this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a true phrase where I live. Um, and we talked uh, I talked to them about um, how I like to say hello to strangers every day as part of how I meet people and make sure that I kind of push myself to engage with people. Like when you see somebody out in the world and they're wearing a cool shirt that you actually say to them, hey, I think your shirt's really cool. And you at least like open up the possibility for a dialogue. Yeah. 
that could be something, right? Because sometimes those people become people you see again, you and sometimes they become who people who become. Into. Oh, right, exactly. And the worst thing you can do is not say those things, right? Is I mean. I always tell people I was really lucky that when I was a kid, my mom didn't tell me not to talk to strangers. She taught me to understand when it felt like the environment felt like a bad time to talk to strangers. Okay. Um, so, and I think that that has led to a lot of things in my life. <laughs> That's literally so, put yourself yeah. in the position that you currently are. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's hard work, but it's great work and I love it. Cool. Did you, um, I don't know if you've seen EQ's last Instagram and Twitter post. He, he's, he's trying to convince VidCon to give him a feature career to London. It's really funny. So I oh, texted yeah? him back saying, yo, hook someone else up, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> or something. Nah. Um, right. It's, it's very cool to see, um, see someone passionate about what they're doing uh, as in work, but mm-hmm. also getting to go around the world to meet people and talk to people and stuff. It's really cool. Um, yeah. So you, um, obviously you do a lot of social media. Um, let's, mm-hmm. let's go into the business side of things. So Clickbait, the podcast, okay. it's all about creativity, uh, how you do social media, how you run your social media business inside of things. Um, you know, mm-hmm to help the creator bloom and develop and, you know, into that next step. Um, that's what the goal has always been. Um, mm-hmm. So what, sorry, how have you, have you done that for yourself, really? Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a long road. Try I and think put it into like short words, maybe. <laughs> short words. How, how would I abbreviate my very, very long and complicated career? Um, so the way I did that was that I, I'll be really honest, I did a lot of things where I built up skills. When I got out of school, when I got out of college, I decided that I wanted, and I studied business in college, I decided I wanted to try and find jobs where I would build myself a career based around skills, as opposed to what we think of as kind of traditional ladder climbing. So I went and I, you know, I learned about accounting and I learned about... Oh, let's see here. I worked in nonprofits for a while and through that learned a lot about what you think of as kind of general business from um, and event planning. I volunteered a fair amount. I think that's a really great way if you're interested in something and you don't maybe have the funds to support learning it. If you can find a convention to work at, if you can find um, a meetup group, I don't know, it's meetup.com big where you are. Yeah. That happens a lot in Seattle. Um, or even just look around on like on social media, Facebook, Twitter, things like that. I just got really involved with things. And I built myself a very complex resume. Sometimes I did work, especially in the beginning, that was for free. Yeah. And um, to gain skills or for trade, which is a really great way to do it. If you find somebody who has skills you don't have or could help you with something you need to get done, that can be a great way to do it. So like if you need photographs and you can find a photographer and you can make a trade where they take pictures and you help promote their business or you maybe you do like a a blog post about them that can be a way to do those things um so i kind of i used the creativity i wanted to use when being in social media and i applied it to getting into social media and i took a job with a nonprofit where half of my job was social media work 
Um, they wanted some exposure, so I tried to figure out how to do that. And they ended up winning an award in um, Seattle for cool. be helping. Uh, like It's a Mayor's Arts Award, wow. so they ended up winning an award. And that helped me get kind of started in understanding how social media can be leveraged actually. Because there's a difference between numbers. Yeah. I think people mess this up sometimes. There's a big difference between having huge accounts and having accounts that have actual value and I think that we're gonna the world is gonna catch on to this soon but people in the social media world uh, the social media know-how recognize it now you can have accounts that have exorbitant numbers and no actual engagement because sadly we live in a world where you can you can incorrectly and violating all kinds of rules you can buy those things but creating an actual community that supports whatever you do much more valuable for the actual building of relationships and the actual getting of things like brand deals or the actual working with businesses. Yeah, I I, I totally get that too because people can just straight by followers or they can straight by subs and stuff like right. that. It's, it's... I mean, we've all seen this, right? You can go into an account and it says like 40,000 or 400,000 like Instagram followers and you, you click into Zero it and you're comments. like, there's three pictures and no comments. And no I mean, lives. what is that? That's, that's inflated. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there's, there's one YouTube or, channel, um, I can't remember, like last year or something, where it was really, mm. it was trending, um, like PewDiePie was talking about it or something, and he was saying, mm. this channel is, has no videos, the banner and the about page say, um, trying to get to 100,000 subs without posting a video. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got there, sadly, but <sighs> it's, yeah, it's crazy. So, and, and I mean, that kind of stuff speaks to what's going to be discovered, I think, in learning about social media going forward. It's it's challenging. As a field, social media is hard because when you're part of it, you sometimes know things that are not understood by the by general users. Yeah. So things like those numbers, that's going to be something I think that's going to be discovered and talked about more and more with social media in the next couple of years in a public way. But right now, the people who are really talking about that are creators and people who are really interactive in those particular whatever social media channel it is. I think of myself um, as a YouTube creator because YouTube is one, for me, it's one of the many social media platforms I utilize for Amara in Seattle, the brand, or soon for Amara Doomlau, the brand. So um, whatever version of Amara or both mm-hmm. <laughs> people want to want to be talking about. Um, and I'm actually, I'm working on a, a book right now. Oh. Um, because I'm also a writer about kind of personal brands and business brands and old school ideas of business and new school ideas of business, the things I'm really passionate about. So I um, hope to have a book out. Ooh, I don't know when, but sometime. I'll have to We're definitely get it. it. I, I, yeah, I've sounds good. Been, One buyer. I've always been fascinated <laughs> book, uh, like, in like how YouTubers and stuff like that have been like uh, number one New York Times sellers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's been really weird because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you know this, but I don't particularly read because of, um, I have dyslexia, so it's harder for me okay. to, you know, like sit down and read a book. Um, so if I, uh, that happens, mm-hmm. I have to do like an audio book. Um, but okay, yeah, no, it's um, I've always been interested in like, and I'm not I'm not a good writer either. <laughs> um, so no, it's always been interesting d- to see other people. Um, not so write book, they get someone else to write the book, but they talk to them and they write Mm -hmm. on that. That's really cool. Right. 
That's interesting. That's an interesting form. I um, writing is something else I'm passionate about. I've, Liam knows me, so he knows there's. I have a lot more interest than things that don't interest me. In fact, I always, as a person, have always felt really good when I find something that I know that's not a career I want to go into, because yeah. it's like that's a whole area I don't have to examine. The day I realized I didn't want to be a doctor was like the best day. Because that's a whole bunch of work, and there are wonderful people who do that work, but that is not the field for me. So I can just kind of close the book called Doctor and, like, put it down. <laughs> um, but writing is a place that I also am very interactive with. In fact, there's a part of Amara in Seattle, which I think of as light booktube. Right. I say that because booktube community is very yeah. specific, and it's very isolate. It's very, like, there's a lot of things that are specific about that community and that path. But... I like to do things in a bookish way, so sometimes I dabble in booktube world. Right. Okay. Also, just generally nerdy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that, that's that's common. There's a lot of booktubers, especially in Australia. The booktube community and VidCon is massive. I'm shocked at how many booktubers I run into in Australia. They have a, they have a specific it's amazing and meetup. wonderful. Like you know how you could uh, yeah. request to have your own uh, VidCon thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was a booktube one. You should come up with one of those for podcasters next Yeah, time. apparently the podcasting one this year, I don't want to be mean to anyone, but... It w- was yeah, there one? But it I didn't know that. Apparently that good. Um, maybe they can they can level it up with you, yes, Liam. Maybe. maybe that can be maybe. what happens I love organizing. Like, so I'm just about yeah. to finish my third term, our fourth for this year. Um, like, mm-hmm. this is the last week of it. Next term is all about organizing for me. I, I barely do schoolwork because <laughs> I'm always mm-hmm. around with teachers or um, principals and stuff organizing like the graduation or stuff like right. that, which I love. Um, and it's something I love doing. So, yeah, I think that's... Event work is very fulfilling. Yeah, I think... I, I think enjoy it also. It's like my backup. <laughs> Filming and stuff like mm-hmm. that doesn't go to plan. I, I love... Or those things can work together. Together. Yeah. Nobody really has just one job anymore. Oh, I mean, there are people, but like a lot of people have. Let's try that again. A lot of people have many jobs oh, yeah. now. So there's no reason not to find ways that what you do, especially with VidCon being in Australia, where it is at this point. I mean, it's in, it's a year. It's the second year of that convention. Maybe there's a space for Liam's event work mm. to come into that. There, there is. Um, VidCon have. Uh, put out a statement saying last year that it was the annual um, VidCon Australia this year. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think I think it's. I don't see it going anywhere. I feel like that one's good and stable. And yeah, the the Europe one wasn't. Um, and when I was talking, when we were talking to um, uh, Jim Loudback, the CEO of VidCon, mm-hmm. he sure. um, another time. Uh, we were talking about um, Europe um, and what actually they wanted to happen was it just to be a creator and industry event. They didn't, they weren't thinking of community um, because, you know, they want a more business event as well as like the community in VidCon, um, which is interesting. Very interesting. I mean, they t- they tried something out. It was having been at the first VidCon in Europe, I would like to say I was a creator and despite what I've read some, I had such a good time at the first VidCon Europe that it led me to the other two VidCons that year. So for 
Um, I want to stand in the in the pro column. Definitely loved being at that VidCon. Uh, I will say that I think it encounters some challenges that are hard to understand until it's happening. Like mm. when you're dealing with a VidCon that represents the EU, you're dealing with multiple languages. Yeah. You're dealing with multiple cultures at once. Uh, they should, and yeah, you like can, they, you know how they've done it to London now? That London's English. Mm-hmm. They could have, you know. Right. And London has an established convention there. I'm actually really interested to see how VidCon is received in London because there is a YouTube convention that's been going on for a long time that grew out of the fan base in there that I attended, not this last one, but the one before that, called Summer in the City that's there. And I'm interested to see how London reacts to VidCon being there. I I hope it really is supported. I hope that there's more things for YouTube creators and people who do social spaces or Twitch or what have you. I I hope there's more resources like this and more events for people. But um, we shall see. I mean, it's it's a wait and see kind of thing. And I'm I'm excited to see. I really do hope I can get to be there on the ground. I was sad I couldn't go to Summer in the City this year. I love my London creators and I love the creators that attend that event also. Yeah, I was um, I was talking to EQ, I'm oh, sorry, Dean with Jim again. Mm. Um, and he was telling us that they're changing the structure layout of VidCon London. Mm-hmm. Um um, and not many people know about this, but VidCon London is the 14th of September to the 17th of, sorry, 14th of hmm. February to the 17th of February at the EXL <laughs> London um, Convention Center, whatever. Mm-hmm. They, that's, that's a very long event. That's three days, 14, 15, 16, mm-hmm. sorry, four days. Um, and what they... Mm-hmm were telling me and Dean was that for the first, it's a very hard structure to learn at the beginning, but you get it. Um, mm-hmm. Let me just quickly find it here. So yeah, uh, the VidCon, for, this is for industry track. The VidCon London industry track will take place the Thursday, Febu- February the 14th through to the Friday, fe- 15th of February. Um, so only industry track attendees can go to the 14th and the 15th. And they can also go to the other ones. But community and creator can't mm. go on those days. Then creator track. Yeah, that's... They've made it so you can go on the Friday the 15th um, to panels and all that sort of stuff till sun- Sunday afternoon, which is the 17th. So that gives you community and creator. Mm. Uh, but then community... Uh, let me find it there, is only, it's only um, Friday the 15th of February, um, or, okay, sorry, the community track kicks off on Friday the 15th of February with the main show, um, and continues with panels, performances, Q&A's, Expo Hall, meetups, and more throughout Saturday and Sunday. So they're only there for two days. It's mm-hmm. like... VidCon Australia for the community track. But industry gets an extra two days ahead um, so that they can put more um, community and creative stuff in, which are kind of of good. Um, It's it's interesting. That sort of makes a little bit of sense. The Excel Center is a single floor. Ah. That's a thing to note that's different. So it's like one longer building 
as opposed to it having levels like we see at VidCon Australia or VidCon in the U.S. has actually three levels. So they just kind of break it up. Like it's three never levels. Seen, if you're industry, you, you, I've you never can seen go, the Excel London. You know. <sighs> yeah, it's a, it's a cool space. It's kind of deep into London. Um, but it's it's a super neat location. Very easy to navigate on the, on the tube. Um, but... I think that that is a model that I see in other parts of my convention life and event life. I work a lot with PAX, Penny Arcade Expo, in the States. I don't know if you know that, Liam. Yes. I work at I work yes. at PAX here. Okay, and... Because um, you were going... Uh, they, you just came back from PAX last year. Right. I came back from PAX for the first VidCon Australia. It was like three days after PAX West in Seattle. So I had a very strange moment where I walked into the Expo Hall at VidCon... Australia and I had just gotten done with the PAX where everything's blue and it was there was a giant sign that said PAX AU 20 2017 and I was like what just happened it's like I traveled through time in two ways um but but uh so at PAX they sometimes have done a thing and I think they still do it's I I, w- I didn't go to this one because I went to VidCon Australia instead but <laughs> they um they do a thing where you have an industry or like an industry day that's just industry. There's no options for anyone. In fact, I think you have to, I don't even, I think you can pay your way into that. If you're, I think there's no barrier to entry except dollars. (laughs) And that's the case. That's the case with VidCon too. Like if you can afford to put the money into getting an industry pass, if you're, you can afford to make that like investment, you can have that access. But, um, it works well at PAX. It's something that makes a lot of sense to me in the part of my life that is like in more industry oriented, in regardless of what the industry is, to have the ability to talk shop with people and to have less like stops for selfies and things like that. But I also think a lot of that can be mitigated just just for I think it's interesting to be a creator in that space right in a VidCon space because you have to balance those things when you are a person who's creating content and you have smaller channels you have to think about what you can do to promote those things and what you can do to also continue to appear and behave in a way that is professional and I think um, one of the things a good tip for people who are creators that are really serious about YouTube is to actually have conversations with people as opposed that you like um, that you're inspired by and that have channels that have inspired you and not just immediately run to them and think, can I take a selfie? (laughs) Can I, can I, you know, do those kinds of connection things? See if there's something you can have with these people that's actually beneficial to both of you. That's what you do in professional business. You think like, what can I, what conversation can I have that's beneficial with you? What kind of like discussion can we have that's actually good for building actual rapport? That's a good a good tip for people who are looking to move into more of an industry type of place from the creator type of space. Because mm. hmm. sometimes you want to take selfies. I get it. Yeah. I get the fangirl instinct. I get it. But you kind of some when you're doing something that's about your career, you have to you know pull back on that sometimes and say, I'd like to have a conversation with you. And sometimes if you're really good at having conversations, that's what happens. You take a picture with someone who's like now a new friend or now a new business contact, or you discuss it and you both understand that's what's good for moving forward. But it's important that you, you really give people the correct impression when you're trying to make those good, good starting things for somebody who's going to VidCon. 
running up to someone and saying, I want a selfie and then running away. Well, can, that can feel really good for who you are is not necessarily building a contact yeah. um, for the future. Yeah. That was the industry event. Uh, you went to the industry um, party with me in EQ and Dean and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah okay. So. Yeah. I was at the industry um, party. All the feature creators were there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't get a single selfie because I don't want to just <laughs> like that thing. Like I wanted to respect, respect, um, cause I knew I'd see them again later, but, um, because it's an mm-hmm. industry event, I don't want to go like that fangirling monster. Um, you know, um, because mm-hmm. there was a yeah, lot think- of, um, and I, I, I swear everyone's picking up on this now that there were a lot of all access passes that shouldn't have been at all access mm-hmm. passes. Um, and mm-hmm. VidCon definitely needs to pick up on that. Now, same as industry think, as well. Hmm. I think that, yeah, really what it comes down to is if you've gotten an industry pass so you can have better access to trying to take selfies with people, okay, that's cool. But if you've gotten yourself an industry pass because you're trying to build professional yeah. connections, it's important. And no matter what you're like, it could be in YouTube space or it could be in any other job. When you meet a person that's part of that industry, you want to leave an impression that is not just fan oriented. You can be a fan of people's work. I'm a fan of a lot of my colleagues work, but, but you also have to think about the part that's like, can I create um, an actual conversation here that's valuable? Can I create a relationship that could be actually beneficial beneficial in a place where like a memory, right? Like, is there a way that I can have a discussion with someone that will make it so that if I see them in the future again in an industry situation, we have a platform for further talking? More valuable, at least, I think, than a picture sometimes. Yeah. I understand the desire to have an Instagram full of selfies with celebrities, and I definitely do some of that. But, you know, it's balance. It's, and it's reading the room and knowing what situation is best for the situation. Yeah. I think that, like Liam said, I didn't do that in the industry room because it was pretty apparent as soon as you stepped in there. That is not what people who were having interesting industry chats were doing. So then you kind of go, that's not this. This isn't the time for that. This is a time for actually getting to talk to people who've been successful about why they yeah. are. Um, cause I, yeah, I, I noticed, um, with that all access pass, um, I'll talk about that in a second, but there are, there are a few fangirls, I don't, I don't want to put them on the spot or anything, that, um, like Hannah Hart was there and stuff like that, and they were just like, oh, Hannah Hart, Hannah Hart, can I take a picture, can I take a picture, you know, like that, at the industry event, which I was very <laughs> skeptical about. Because I knew that VidCon, well, um, they put, um, if you guys didn't know, VidCon had this promotion at the end of um, when tickets went off sale that you could get this free ticket um, and you got to choose which ticket type you wanted. So, of course, everyone went for industry. Um, yeah, and that's how they got to that point. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think that it's important that people really just think about what you're looking to get from an experience. I, I don't. I think it's great. Like if you are going to VidCon because you want, you want to meet VidCon or your YouTube creators that you love and you want to take selfies with them and like tell them how much you love the work that they've done. And that is what you're at VidCon for. Community badges are fantastic for that. And they are, you know, and that is a great thing to do with them. Mm. Right. Like that's, that's why I would get get a community badge where I, you know, 
right? Get get into your meet that, and greets, right? Get the opportunities so to do those things. See them. And meet other people who are fans of the kind of creators and the, the, the shows and things that you love. With them. I think that's a great use of community badges. Yeah. But at that middle space where you're in a creator badge, that's where you really have to start thinking to yourself, like, am I a creator? Why did I get this creator badge? Why did I pay the extra money for this? Um, and am I really getting the best I can out of it? So I always think about whatever badge I decide to get wherever I am. And I've definitely, to, to, to flip this on the table, I've definitely had situations where I've bought what was equivalent to a community badge mm. when I was trying to first learn a convention. Not a VidCon, but other things. You can do that and kind of go, oh, what can I do with this? I want to try and experience that. It's a good starter badge. But if you're looking to like deep dig into industry and meet other creators for collaborations, you want to get a creator badge. And if you're really ready to like level your career up, that's where your industry badge should be yeah. for. I met, I met this amazing yeah. guy. He was really cool as well. He was my age um, in the industry lounge. Um, cool. Yeah, really good guy. And um, he was... He was stunned as well at, um, you know, like all that sort of stuff. It's it's hard to explain, um, but um, he was very interested in it um, and how it, you know, it changes every year as well. Like, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. No two VidCons are the no. same. Like none. Not if they're in the same country. Not if they're in different countries. They're just not the same. It makes it fun because you always show up somewhere. And you kind of have an idea of what you might be getting into, but there's a lot more questions than exclamation points. <laughs> um, and you, and the more you travel and, like, the more you involve yourself with conventions, the more you have groups of friends, which is how Liam is, is how we've gotten to this place, mm -hmm. right? Where we're talking about this for the podcast, yeah. Liam? For sure. Yeah. I mean, so, me and Mara cool. just met randomly, you know. Um, yeah. And I knew you like a level level one or two. Like if we were to put friendship like on a Ten. level scale, yeah. I knew you like I think by the end of by the end of the first VidCon, I knew you well enough that you and I I think we knew each other's names. Yes. So like it wasn't just like I recognize your face. That's like level one. Level two would be like I see Liam and I go, Hey yeah. Liam as I pass him in the hall. And I think that we were at like maybe two or three. But this year we had a chance to hang out before VidCon. We had a whole like friendship yeah. hanging like, out. We, time we had days with you and but, me. Like, the day before VidCon day right? after and stuff like that. <laughs> Photo shoots, yeah. all kinds of stuff. And we did a lot of other things like prior to VidCon. So we walked in there as like pretty good friends and i think now you and i are like we're yeah. good solid friends like i don't even know what the number is when you become good friends with people but like we're we're now we're friends where it's not just i can go oh that's liam i could Have really if i met some podcasters in seattle and thought oh they're doing the kind of thing liam is i could try and connect them yeah so like when when you build those relationships with people and you come back and do that that's what i focused my vidcon video on this year was like leveling up friendship and like how you can take a second year at a convention that's somewhere you're not from and have it be a bigger experience. I'm really about like strong networks. Oh, yeah. I, I, I saw social you media networks. all over VidCon. Like, honestly, I couldn't <laughs> I, stop I, I to like say, <laughs> uh, how are you going if you want some lunch or something? Because our, our group is, we're very tight. Um, and yeah. uh, me and Dowie, uh, Adam, were talking about this last time, uh, last week. And we were like, VidCon should you know, show the smaller creators as well. Um, because hmm. especially our group, since we're the ones that are 
I think are more promoting VidCon in a sense because we, mm. we're like the guys that always go to VidCon, our group especially. Um, and we... I, I think that's an interesting idea. I think you guys should pitch yeah, it. Yeah, um, because especially because last year um, all the... You know how there was the I, I'm a Crayer contest? Um, mm -hmm. They all became friends because of that contest. And then um, I met Carlos last year. Um, and definitely mm -hmm. we've become way better friends this year, um, almost to the point of best friends. Um, and yeah, we, we basically glued each other together, um, both groups, and we've be created this one massive like Crayer community that's from America, Japan. We've got people from freaking France, mm -hmm. Italy. We've got, we've got people all over the world um, that are coming to this event, um, promoting it on the way as well. There, sh there could be yeah. like a little system there, you know? I, total I totally agree. I think for me, one of the many benefits of becoming a YouTube creator has been, I always had this, I tell people, I always had this dream that I could be part, I studied, so I studied business management, but I also studied global business. I have a certificate in global business. Oh. And, um, yeah, just a thing to know about. So I, yeah, it's like my, my resume is so long, you guys, it's ridiculous. It's not clickbait either. Um, but no, it's not clickbait. It is genuinely like, how do I fit this on two pages? It's like a real issue in my life. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but, but you'll get there, Liam. I know you, you'll get there. Um, but. I was really interested in this idea that the the internet gives the opportunity for people to be connected, right? It gives you the opportunity to talk to anyone anywhere. And I thought to myself, what if when I start making YouTube videos, I go out into the world and I try and make friendships that are global mm. and like meet some of these people in like face to face and then meet other ones that I can't meet face to face via the internet and I build a friendship network that's like the friendship like creative community network of dreams could I go and befriend people all over the world could I learn what makes this interesting for them everywhere and infuse that into the growth of a community I love Amara in Seattle land we are a small channel, but my people, my rocks, we call everybody rock stars, rock stars in our in Seattle world. The rock stars in my community are amazing. I see them as much as like, I feel like we've built a good relationship where we interact online. I see rock stars talk to each other and build each other up. Like Liam, you and EQ are like really supportive of each other. I think that's super awesome. And as, as you guys are both part of my community and yeah. my world, it's super inspiring for me. And all that does is create more and more and more positive upward inspiration and like why are we not building networks like this all over the world where we can have great moments of cross-culture great moments of learning from each other it's super rewarding like every day i get up since i became a youtube creator and i am happier that i made the leap into trying because it was an area i knew nothing about when i got started and i'm still like every day is like a struggle to figure out some of this stuff but it's yeah <laughs> It is. You know, it's um, it's very rewarding as well when you um, see that people are connecting with each other. It, it does make you want to create yeah. more. Um, so yeah, I'm all for you guys doing a panel or, or getting everyone together or like trying to get VidCon to consider and you know I'm a creator community maybe. Yeah.
sort of project because that's something special about Australia. I'll tell you, the Australians, you guys are lucky because you're so supportive of each other. That's true. Yeah. Like, um, the Melbourne creators and the Sydney creators are so close-knit. And um, I've never had, as a person who travels, regardless of YouTube world, like, I've never had a set of people that have been so welcoming. Like, come into my country, learn about what the city that I'm from, let me show you around. I had a number of people who, like, did that. Um, I, I should do a shout out to to Tim and to Tazzy, um, to Molten Lava, that's Tim's uh, mixer channel, and uh, Taz Hero. Um, and uh, the, the weird catch, EQ and I are both Americans and we they took us and like showed us around outside a little bit outside of Melbourne. We went on a, a search to find kangaroos. Yeah. Spoilers, it was successful. Not clickbait, really, we did find kangaroos. Not exciting for I, you guys, I saw, I very exciting for Americans. Group chat as well. <laughs> very exciting for Americans. Like, yes. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. It was pretty wild for us because, you know, it's just like it's an animal that doesn't happen naturally here. Um, and then, um, but also, and I haven't cut this video together, I also went out with um, Andrew of uh, his channel is called Angry yes. Aussie. And he showed me around in Melbourne and took me to like the beach and we went to like Luna Park. Andrew's and, cool, yeah. Um, and more. More spoilers, I maybe saw some penguins. And that was wild for me. Wild penguins. So, um, wild wow. penguins, like, coming out of the water and just running around and stuff. And that was, I didn't even, I'll be honest, I didn't even know there were penguins really? in Australia. I just didn't know. No. There's penguins that, in New That was not well. in the book that I had as a child. They're, they're very rare. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sure. It's just something I'd never thought about, right? Like, small regional differences can be really interesting. I had a, a buddy from Perth who came to Seattle once. And uh, we went out into the country to show him some like old locomotives, some old trains. There's this area called Issaquah where they've got a bunch of old trains, like steam trains. And um, we were just driving around there and then we got out of the car and he like, he stopped everybody. And he was like, we've got to do this, we've got to take pictures. And I'm like, what are you looking at that's interesting? And he goes, there's that school bus is yellow. Yeah, we don't have. And that. I was like, yeah, they're yellow. And is that is that strange? Yeah, ours are all they're all yellow, like television shows and stuff. And he thought that was great that's because cool. that's just something that's different. So those little moments of travel are so exciting, and it's really exciting to be a person who records stuff like that now. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So, um, yeah. So yeah, that should be an awesome time. Thanks, Amara, again. Um, and that was clickbait. We'll see you guys all next week. Peace.